All right, guys. Hey, we're back with Grabbing the Brisket. So we have a special guest, Bill Purvis with Chicken Fried Barbecue. Hey, Bill. Hey, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to sit down and talk a little barbecue with us. I know we had a little technical issues a little bit right there in the front, but hey, uh, John, our, uh, our our main guy that handles that, uh, he is decided to put his family and uh, his job ahead of uh, our um, podcast. So we know where his priorities are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He Here's the program. Fired. But we have it <laughs> rocking right. and rolling. Hey, Bill, hey, thanks for joining us, bud. No, thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it, guys. I, uh, I've been following you guys on TikTok. So uh, very cool. And, and I've listened to a couple of the podcasts as well. So that's oh, exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You're so, further along yeah. than I am. <laughs> right. So we're, yeah. we're, we're really, well, let me ask you this. So we, we always like to get a little bit of some of the episodes, uh, especially on some of the guests to, kind of icebreak stuff a little bit, you know, try to ease into it and just get everybody out of their comfort zone and maybe in their comfort zone, I guess I would say. But, uh, uh, speaking of TikTok, have you been watching this like social media craze of these milk crates? Oh yes. That yeah. people have been stacking these milk crates and trying to crawl up top of them. And a lot of them are just like, they're breaking their backs. They're, they're messing themselves up. No guys. Have you seen it? Oh Yeah. I thought uh, <laughs> no, I've, I, I've definitely seen it. I don't know where they're getting all these identical milk crates from to begin with. <laughs> Usually, when you see milk crates, there's blue ones, red ones, black ones, green ones. You know, I, but I, yeah, I, I don't know what's the problem. Like, what what are you going up there, standing on top? I well, a lot of it's for money and absolutely just oh, destroying yeah, it's themselves. Brutal. It's been brutal. It's been it's been terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just been wrong. Some of the people that have tried, it's just been painful to watch, you know? I, 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 one hand, I'm like, yes, I want to see more. On the other hand, I'm just like, just please stop. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> or Alden mentioned earlier, he's like, it's crazy. Where are they getting all these milk crates from? <laughs> Stealing them. I bet right. you Alden see, to do there it. was Alden one guy it. that posted. I think one guy was a restaurant here in town and posted if you could do it, you got, I don't know, free nachos or something. They were giving away free food if you could, uh, you know, climb over the milk crates without breaking your neck, I guess, you know? so <laughs> Dude, it, it is not worth it. Yeah, yeah I, I need a little more than some no. free nachos. <laughs> yeah, you definitely need to, yeah, right. you need to know how to tuck and roll for sure. Some of these guys aren't, aren't, right. doing, aren't, aren't tucking and rolling like they should. No. And the, the funniest no, one, the, the funniest one I've seen, and the, the three of us, Bill, we live here in Houston, but we're all Cowboys fans here. And uh, the funniest one we right. saw was that big guy up on the top trying to get over, and obviously he didn't make oh, it. Yeah. I, I uh, actually did not finish the end of that video because I knew he was about to mess up. Yeah, I don't like watching people break their shit. You know no. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that the one where he was up there for a good like five minutes yeah. on the top and yeah, he just shaking? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't like. I think he head planted the, the floor, the concrete. It was horrible. Yeah, I don't need to see that. I did see one. It was called no, a ladder challenge. They're trying to introduce a ladder challenge where you just stand a ladder up and you try to climb up as high as you can without it being leaned on anything. Oh, and okay. I don't know if you're like trying to like get to the top and then fall out or I'm not really sure what they're trying to do, but I was like, it, whatever it is, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. Is right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let, let me ask you this bill. Um, uh, before we get into barbecue talk, um, first concert you ever been to, do you have a memorable, just a concert that you, uh, that you really uh, enjoyed going to? The first concert I ever went to was, I think it was blue oyster cult at the astro world, uh, 
they had an arena there where they would do concerts at Astroworld years ago. Wow. That's a pretty yeah. damn good first uh, concert right there. Yeah. That is uh, yeah. Back in the day, like Astroworld, my, that was my babysitter. Like yeah. my mom right. uh, lived very close, lived, worked very close to Astroworld. And so we got the, the summer pass. And I shit you not, every day, she would drop us off at Astro World. Here's ten dollars <laughs> and go to the bar. I'll pick you up after work. Oh wow! And uh, she would, but you know what we would do? We would spend that money in like five seconds. Oh for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. The year I moved here, Astro World closed. So I moved oh. here in 05. So I guess it was around that time. 05. I never been. Right. I never been to Astro World. So uh, I'm from Lubbock area. So we had. Uh, <laughs> We didn't have a lot of big roller coaster things around there. I was just in Lubbock last weekend. Oh, I so. feel bad for you, man. <laughs> well, yeah, he was there no. for a cook-off. No, probably oh, not for right. leisure. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, man. it was Texas Tech University. They had a cook-off there. It was nice. So. Oh, uh, yeah? What kind of cook-off they put yeah. on? It was, a, it was a KCBS. They have a, I guess the Lubbock, Texas Tech has got a pretty good meat science program. Uh they actually have a butcher shop inside the university where you can buy Wagyu briskets. And uh, it's not a very big meat market, but it's a small meat market inside the university. So it was a KCBS, you know, uh, a KCBS con- competition in conjunction with the Red Raider, Red Raider meats, if you will. So. Yeah, I think I and saw some. Tr- I think I saw some pictures uh, from that. Was that the? Is that where you got the perfect score in the beef category? Yep, in the pork. Yep, I got a perfect, pork, perfect pork, in pork. Yeah. Yep, yeah. But they had a little like steak cook off between Robert Sierra, Luton Booty, uh, Fergalicious. There was like five, you know, kind of celebrity barbecue teams, if you will, uh, where they did like a Friday night steak cook off, and they had the local news there, and there were cameras, and you know, uh, so it was a. I think they were doing like. <clears throat> um, not T-bones, but uh, one of the big steaks with the uh, the big bones that are like three feet oh, that the hang tomahawks. off of them. Yeah, tomahawks. They were doing like a tomahawk cook-off. Yeah. So wow. So it was pretty cool. Luton Booty uh, Sterling ended up winning it. Uh, but uh, it was like five of them all competing against one another for that. So that was cool to watch, you know? Hmm. Yeah. Those are like big-time players. Those are big, big uh, competition cookers yeah. uh and uh, they have their big huge line of rubs and and seasonings to, right. to go with them as well uh, right l- let's just transition that into chicken fried barbecue um uh, bill how, how did you get into doing competition uh i, I know personally uh and it's just me maybe i just haven't been in the circuit long enough but have you been doing the competition a long time but i, I know that over the last couple of years i've really started seeing the chicken fried st- uh, chicken fried barbecue brand just explode uh no we- i have i haven't i mean i'm fairly new to uh, okay. fairly new to the game if you will um so the company i used to work for we sponsored a rodeo tent down at the the rodeo barbecue cook-off. Okay, yeah. We, we did a lot of work for Schlumberger and a lot of the oil companies. I was in logistics, and so we would sponsor one of the cook-off teams, and that would give us wristbands to hand out to our clients to be able for them to go down there and party during rodeo. So we probably I probably sponsored that tent for five years and really would just go down there and kind of hang out and party, and, you know, all of our clients would be down there, and the guy that ran the tent kept trying to get me into – 
you know, helping him and going to other events. Because while they did the Houston Rodeo, he also cooked on the IBCA circuit, you know. So, uh, but that, he was the one that kind of kept pushing me to, to get into. And, you know, I started going to some of the smaller, you know, a lot smaller than the Houston Rodeo events. And, uh, um, you know, developed, obviously. And I, well, I, uh, maybe I'll give this a try, you know. Uh, right. Or just kind of watching him or whatnot. And, uh, yeah, it was you know, it seemed like it was a pretty short learning curve for me to be able to get walks, you know. Uh, uh, and, you know, once you get a couple of walks, a couple of first place rib or whatever, it, uh, you know, it gets kind of addictive, you know. Yeah, you get so, hooked. <laughs> you get hooked, man. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's easy to get hooked. And I remember being in his garage and seeing, I mean, a guy's got wall-to-wall trophies in his garage. And I'm like, why are you still going out and cooking every weekend? You've got enough trophies to prove that you know how to cook a good brisket, you know? Right. Why do you still do it? And I couldn't, at that point, I really didn't understand it, but, uh, now it's just, you know, it's a hobby. It's fun. It's, uh, they're all my friends that are out there. It's a whole community and it's more than just trying to get a trophy, if you will, you know? Mm -hmm. No, yeah, I I completely understand. Uh, we had uh, over this past weekend and I know you're friends with, uh, was it Jason over at uh, race crew barbecue? Uh, they yep. had, they had a cook off over here, uh, Pearland area. I'm not really sure yep. where you're located as far as Houston wise. Uh, but we're, we're in Pearland. So they, they had that going on. And I know our, uh, our X team chasing more smoke, one grand champion out there. And then, uh, shout out to our, um, Alden, his, uh, father-in-law with ice cold cookers, one reserve grand champion. Uh, nice. But, uh, yeah, nice. I know, I know chasing more smoke and they probably don't want me to tell this, but they put it on Facebook. I know they had a little bit of a fire incident on one of their, um, barrels, uh, out there. And I don't know if it was Jason, I don't know if it was Jason or somebody kind of like clued them into what was going on. Uh, but they, they managed to get, uh, stuff, uh, figured out or, or, or fixed or, and end up getting the, uh, the grand champion. So kudos to those guys. But, I, I know what you mean. I mean, we, we've been barbecue, com, co, you know, competition com, competitors for like, probably like, well, I, it's all across the board. So I've been doing it for mm-hmm. like maybe 15 years. I know some of these other right. guys have just got in here recently, five years or whatever. So it, it is like, you get a taste of it. You get the, the, the win, the, the excitement. It's almost like the adrenaline rush of, of having your number called, getting up there, getting your trophy, sitting back down and you, you hit it the the nail on the head like it's a camaraderie. You have all your friends yeah. and family there, and everybody's having a good time. And then you get to celebrate with the trophy or whatever. Um, man, that, that's it. That's that's freaking awesome. And and well, I used to do a lot of hunting. You know, I did a lot of bow hunting, and you know, I've always done different hobbies. But you know, if I went for a weekend bow hunting or go to the deer lease, usually I'm just spending money. There's no right. real prize for shooting a nice deer, or, you know what I mean? Uh, even once you shoot a deer, now you got to spend more money. But uh, right. you know, with barbecues, you know, it's a it's a neat little hobby that you know you can go out and sometimes walk away with a couple thousand dollars, you know. Which um, you know, golf. I guess unless you're a pro golfer, you're not going to win any money. Or maybe if you gamble, you might. But uh, you know, I've had some pretty good purses from barbecue that uh, that I would. I don't think I would get like I said in most other hobbies, you know. No, golf definitely costs money. Yeah, <laughs> even when you're gambling on the course, I mean, you, you, at least me, it's like I, I'm, I barely play. I mean, I can hold my own. I shoot in the 90s. 
high 90s mm-hmm. you know low hundreds you know that's just i just like to play but you know i'm definitely not making money on that like barbecue is a good hobby because you can go get a good purse you know and it, it doesn't it doesn't take 25 years of perfecting your craft to to go win a good purse you can't accidentally win a golf tournament and not no, saying, you can't. Not you saying can't. you can accidentally win a win a cook off, but something that you go right. to, you know, you can actually. Yeah, you can. You can you can mess up and still get a first place call. Yeah, you know? for sure. And we, sometimes it works like that more than others. You know, you'll, you know, sometimes your best meat, you'll find yourself sitting down, and your worst meat, they call your number. Exactly. You know? so. I feel like everybody's experienced that, and it's, yeah. it's so frustrating. Dude, like, it, it <laughs> is. It is. We, we joke about it all the time, trying to come up with some type of skit or some type of like conversation between uh just competition cooks on on we all know during that cook day you compete you you get everything ready slice turn in you taste it you're like this is the best shit i've ever put in my mouth everybody around you just like this is so good you you got this this is so good and then you go up there to the stage and you're sitting there waiting, you're drinking your beer and all of a sudden it's like they're calling out their numbers and uh, they get into the top 10 and then they finish and you're not even in the, like the, the final table and you're, and you're like looking at yourself like, what? What's happening here? What's wrong with these judges? Is this rigged? I think this is rigged. This is a rigged cook-off. I'm leaving. Right. Right. But then you're back the next week. So, yeah. but, but then you get like, okay, then that was like, say ribs. And then you get like a first place brisket and you're like, oh, okay, guys, we're staying. Yeah. Okay. We're staying. Yeah, I remember, I remember why I do this. <laughs> yeah. So what, what would you say your best category, your, your most successful meat that you cook out of, uh, I know you do a lot of uh, KCBS competitions. Yeah. What do you think your best meat is uh, according to no. the judges? Well, right now, probably pork, uh, okay. pork or chicken. Uh, it's definitely not brisket as much as I'd like it to be. But uh, I would have to look. It's, I mean, both pork, chicken, and ribs, I feel extremely confident. Brisket, I'm still trying to, you know, find that magic recipe or still kind of playing around. Sometimes it, you know, sometimes it shows up and sometimes it doesn't. But uh, yeah. I would say ribs usually, ribs and pork usually show up more than, than, uh, then brisket and, and chickens probably behind ribs and pork. So okay, we we got it. We yeah, got I mean, it. this week this week I was in Lubbock. I hit first place pork and second place rib. Uh, no chicken call. No uh, no brisket call. So okay, uh, we we did get a call a uh, uh, a question from one of our listeners asking where do you purchase your ribs at? Do you get your ribs? Uh, do you buy them online or is it something local? You do you go to Walmart to get them? Back whenever I felt like some of my best ribs, I was cooking the IBPs from HEB. And I really liked the IBPs, but they kind of stopped carrying those. Then they went to Smithfields, and now I'm kind of on uh, on the HEB Naturals. Mm-hmm. I also like Prairie Fresh, if I can get my hands on Prairie Fresh. I don't know if you're all familiar with Robert Smith. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. First Class Barbecue. Yeah, the, the First Class Barbecue. What an awesome dude. Yeah, and sometimes I'll get ribs from him and his restaurants, you know. Uh, but, you know, with COVID and there's lots of labor problems with some of these plants, you know, he was doing prairie fresh, but they they ran into problems with uh, labor to where they were no longer specking out their ribs. So they would kind of separate their ribs from the competition rib to the restaurant rib. Uh, oh, okay. And he would buy all competition ribs 
and uh, you know, there were several of us teams that were getting ribs from Robert, but that's kind of come to a halt. You know, uh, it's becoming more of a more challenging for Prairie Fresh to uh, find labor to be able to separate the ribs. You know. Yeah. Well, so, Bill, I got to ask uh, you, man. Did you while you were down there in the West Texas areas? Did you get any chimichangas from Allsup's while you were there? He asked everybody this question. <laughs> did I get a what? A chimichanga from Allsup's. No, I did not, but what? I did stop at Allsup several times, but no chimichanga. Man. Should I have? Yes, huh. that is the best gas station thing you will, as far as food goes, that you will ever put in your mouth. I promise. Oh, man, I should have got a message because I definitely would have tried it. I mean, I had breakfast tacos from Allsup, so I did have that on the way out, you know. I don't know. Al always rants and raves about these, but gas station chimichangas eh, I, I don't know if i trust it <laughs> there's, there's a lot of also i mean the one i stopped at was pretty nice you know it okay. was uh i had chorizo and egg uh, breakfast tacos and they were they were good you know so. yeah they're stepping their game up they're not quite buckies but yeah also man it, it's awesome we don't get it up here or down here i guess you could say but so i'm, right. I'm very jealous when somebody tells me they're around somewhere where there's an also and i can't get one Gotcha. I'm gonna put it on my list next time. I'm sure I'll be back. You know. So. All right. Well, make sure you bring some frozen ones back with you. Now, uh, we can get together. You can bring yeah. some. Yeah. Alden's so sure of these chimichangas, he bought like a dozen of them frozen and brought About it back 50, with him. Actually. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So what else is going on? You know, in your world, man. You got any new man, stuff I'm, cooking uh, or what? You know. So I'm cooking this weekend in Mississippi. I'm chasing kcbs points so right now i think i'm sitting in ninth place okay so my goal i want to try to finish in the top 10 in kcbs Mm. so it's kind of difficult being based in houston uh you know there's not a lot of cook-offs kcbs cook-offs in the state of texas so you kind of have to drive um so i'll be this weekend will be mississippi the next weekend will be georgia and then after that it'll be the american royal so uh, the american royal will be here before we know it yeah. So, Dang. but yeah, I, I want to finish in the top ten. You know, I've got a. You guys know I've got that rib rub out. Yes, we were actually and just when snacking I go on to, that before this yep, episode. We were. <laughs> yeah, when I go to these different states, and if I end up getting a good rib call, it ends up. You know, I end up getting a lot of sales. So uh, it's good for, uh, you know, just being out on the circuit and doing well. It uh, it definitely helps. Uh, you know. Um, sell rubs via the internet right so uh, but yeah and i've met obviously a lot of people traveling around doing these kcbs events uh the community is you know it's big but it's also small at the same time so uh, i will uh go to mississippi and i bet i know probably i don't know six or seven of the teams that'll be there okay nice so yeah and they're already messaging and you know they're already shit talking and everything else right (laughs) of course (laughs) Well, speaking uh, of your rubs, do you have any uh, new ones coming out? You know, I'm, I'm working on a steak one, and I'm also working on a chicken one. But, you know, the thing about, I guess, being a competition cook is I want to make sure that I can consistently do well with them in competition before I release them, if you will, you know. Um, so I want to get more involved. I haven't done much SCA, but I feel like I can cook a pretty decent steak. Um but right now, my focus is on KCBS. So a chicken one might be uh, the next one that I come out with or even maybe an all-purpose, mm-hmm. just kind of a, a base layer all-purpose. But it's got to be something that I can use and I can score with um, 
that way, you know, obviously once I'm selling it, I'll feel, you know, I feel confident that, uh, you know, you don't want to get last place chicken with a chicken rub. Right? So. <laughs> no, nobody, nobody wants to buy that. You're not going to sell that too much rub nobody there. You're not going to sell too much chicken rub if you can't walk in chicken, you know? So, yeah. uh, so the rib one's been good and I've been pretty good at ribs and being able to, you know, you know, walk and, and score in ribs. So that's obviously helped. And, you know, lots of IBCA cooks have been buying it and, you know, they've been buying it from me and I see them walking and them getting, you know, some will actually give you a shout out. Some won't, but that's fine. You know? So well, it's, uh, it's good to be able to see other people walk with it as well. You yeah, know, sure. we, we talk about that a lot on the podcast because, uh, you know, a, as we do our own competition cooking or as we did in the past, you always found certain seasonings and, and it starts hitting and you, you kept that shit a secret. You're like, I'm not telling Wrong. anybody this. So <laughs> exactly. as as we started exactly. going on, we're like, okay, now I'm like, hey, we're just going to share the love. Like, hey, go right. check out, go check out this chicken fried rib grind here. You guys right. will love it. Uh, back in the day, we, we used to kill it with that uh, hardcore carnivore with uh, Jess Pryles. Jess Pryles, yeah. Yeah, we right. used to kill right. it with that, and then so and now we tell we tell everybody, hey, that's another another seasoning that does that, that has a nice nice unique flavor to it. Um, yeah, yeah. So to transition a little bit, so we got a lot of listeners that that are kind of like newbies, I guess, that are coming into just their very own just cooking, and we have a lot of people that are interested into doing competition cooking. Uh, the region-wise, we're not really sure because there's a lot of people across the United States, and and so so so. Any pointers, advice that you want to 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 give to the people? Uh, I guess maybe we can start with like equipment. Like, uh, what what do we get a lot of questions about drums? Yeah. Like, hey, should I get a drum or should not I not get a drum or should I go with the like the little offset smoker or should I just go with the, like the pellet uh, or some type of like uh, um, pellet type smoker. And, and what are your thoughts on that? I mean, do you, do you have any personal preferences? Think, you know, I'm currently using drums, you know? Uh, so I cook on four drums currently for, for KCBS. Uh, but I have, I have buddies that do just as well on offsets. Uh, you know, I think no matter what cooker, you know, you get whatever cooker you can afford. For me, it was the cheapest route was four drums. You know, some of those offsets can get really, really pricey. And, uh, you know, I saw a guy, I think he won even last year, the Houston Rodeo, Kurt Harbors. He was GC and he cooked on four homemade drums, you know. Yeah. Uh, and there's been several guys that have done well at the rodeo, uh, you know, with cooking on drums. So, I mean, there's... You know, drums are to me they're pretty cost effective and easy to get into, and they're they're lightweight. So if someone's new to competition, you know, they can throw four drums in the back of a pickup, and you know, with an easy up, and they can basically get started. You know, as as far as you know, some of these trailer pits, I'm sure. I don't know your y'all's pit looks pretty expensive that you guys have. You know what I mean? Right. That's not an that's not an entry level pit. You know? No, no. Um, John John no. spent a few dollars on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but just for competition, you, you know, you just really, you're not catering, you know, you're just turning in, you know, seven, eight, nine slices, depending on the sanction body of brisket. So, 
Uh, I think drums are an easy entry point, and there's plenty of guys winning on drums. Me personally, I th- I would like to probably more, you know, I keep looking at like a jambo, backyard jambo, maybe to do my brisket, you know, on an actual offset because I do think the offset, you know, just produces a little bit better color and a little bit better flavor. But uh, at the end of the day, when this stuff's running through the judges, you know, uh, I think tenderness is what wins. Yeah. And they don't really want a whole lot of smoke on things, you know, as much as... Uh, Maybe bon- barbecue connoisseurs, you know, like a, a smoky brisket or, you know, something with a little smoke. I don't think that I've turned in plenty of briskets that didn't have much smoke on them. And, and same with ribs and done fine. I think it's really just how moist and how tender you can get your meat, you know. Uh, so, I mean, as far as competition wise, but yeah, I mean, I cook on four drums, uh, but who knows, you know, you get bored just like golf right you know you got a set of tailor-mades hey man i want to try these pings i hit better with these pings and it's easy to run around and chase different ghosts and mm-hmm. at the end of the day you still got the same golf swing you know so right, right. you don't have to spend like eight hundred dollars for a driver yeah <laughs> right. you, you still not, get the, not uh, the equipment you're right exactly it's not the equipment <laughs> it's not the equipment is right exactly you know yeah. so well to, to i mean there was a there was a competition i think it was last year and it was an IBCA competition. I don't know. It was up somewhere in like Gatesville or Texas or whatever. But they needed, you know, an IBCA, you need like, I think it's 15 teams in order for it to to be sanctioned and for your points to count. And they only had 14 teams. And there was another, uh, you know, another cook that was there. But him and his wife were just, they were just camping. They weren't planning on cooking, so they didn't bring anything. Well, several of the teams went down to Walmart and bought a couple of grills from Walmart and all the meat from Walmart. And he ended up cooking with Walmart grills and Walmart meat. And he got fourth place overall. Mm. <laughs> oh, wow. so, uh, That's accidentally that winning, the, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so you know, someone said, it's not the it's not the equipment, you know. What what about uh so I, I see a lot of lot of classes that people can 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 take advantage of uh, and I, I guess i mean is that something that that you would recommend like for somebody that's wanting to really get hardcore co- into doing the competition to maybe step up their barbecue barbecue game just a little bit it's kind of hard just going in blind because i know this over the years of just shelling out money left and right and just like you try one recipe and then you change it, and you try another recipe, and you change it, and you keep going, and you keep losing, but you keep keep getting out there. But we've always been successful in brisket, but at ribs and chicken has always been our kind of like little uh, downfall. So we're tweaking, changing, tweaking, changing, and just never really coming up with anything. So I, I, I'm wondering for, for the people out there that don't want to spend 10 years or maybe – ten thousand dollars of just <laughs> wasted money trying to figure out a competition do you recommend like people going out there taking cooking classes i do i mean i think it's uh you know if obviously good barbecue we, you know there's a bunch of us that can cook good barbecue you know but barbecue that wins in competitions is a little bit different because there's a bunch of yeah. there's a bunch of good ribs but trying to get that rib that's going to win you know 
I do believe in it, even if it's just to go see what your competition is doing. Yeah. I may not go, you know, I've been to several classes and there's several of them that I don't run their recipes, but I might take a technique or two that they use and incorporate that into my program. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I do think, you know, that if you want to, if you're going to spend the money and you're going to get a trailer or a porch trailer and, you know, some of these competitions, especially KCBS can cost you a thousand bucks. I would as soon go take a class from somebody that's winning and see if there's things that I can pick up from them because, you know, it's, it's a lot of money to be throwing away every weekend if you don't get any calls, you know. Uh, but at the same time, too, I would also look for classes that people that are cooking on the same kind of cooker. So if I'm cooking on drums, I would probably go take a, you know, I'd take a class from, you know, people that cook on drums, you know, uh, because an offset's going to cook a lot different if you're, if you're cooking pork butt on an offset versus cooking a pork butt on a drum, you know, there's going to be a different as far as techniques and how you process and how you, you know, how you process the pork butt's got a lot of different muscles in it, you know, and the heat's coming from a different direction on an offset than it is a drum. So just learning some of those techniques, you know, I don't know if you guys are members of the barbecue league, uh, but it's, it's probably the best value for money out there as far as classes I think it's like a hundred dollars a year and they've got a bunch of tell-all videos from people that have scored really well the barbecue league that's something that i've never heard of before uh um <laughs> but you know some of those recipes and stuff could be worked into an offset cooker or whatever just got to make make different adjustments my first class i did was i did a shadow class with phil breeden and he cooks on an offset yep but i yeah. was able to take a lot of the stuff he was doing on the offset as far as his processes, his finishing timeline, and how he would finish, how he would finish food, which to me was huge. And I think that part alone of how you finish and how you get hot food to the judges is big. You know, uh, IBCA has got a twenty-minute window, and if you're at the very beginning of the window, your food's going to sit for twenty minutes. Yeah, you know, if you turn it in at you know what ribs are doing at one thirty. If you turn in at 120, uh, so your, stu your stuff's going to sit for you know 20 minutes before uh, anyone ever touches. So speaking of that, so, uh, what does he in does he wait and, until and he very, finishing processes? You get that from some of those classes. Does he wait until the very end to uh, turn in? Always. Or, always. Okay. <laughs> always. He's like last you minute. Know. Like uh, okay. So we I've always like I guess uh, preached to. Uh, I say my guys to, to the teams, like we don't want to be first. I feel like every time we turn in first, it just, we don't really have that much success. And it really depends on the cookoffs. Uh, depends on when they start judging. But ultimately, if you turn in first and it's good and you make it to the final table, your, your food is sitting there the longest. You know, yeah. You know. I mean, I would typically like on say ribs per se, or, you know, turn ins at one thirty. I usually have my ribs on my drum heating up because I've, you know, I've cooked them. They've been in the Cambro. I'll end up slicing them and sticking them back on the drum to get them pretty. I want them hot, you know, and I'll put them on the drum at one thirty, and I will see people walking by with their boxes turning in and I'm actually setting them on my drum for another three minutes. Yeah. You know, and then taking them off at, you know, 130, 135, 136, 
boxing them and getting in there and being some of the last trays in that way. You know, I'm a firm believer that hot food beats cold food, you know? So uh, if I can keep it warm on that first round and maybe get to that second round and just, you know, I'm sure you've seen the guys carrying the little carriers to keep it warm and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So my father-in-law, he's, he's made the transition from the, uh, the offsets to the drum. That's all he cooks on now. He practices, though, man, and it, for him, you know, because he's bought the drums from Jason. Um, he was yep. at Kids Unlimited uh, this last weekend. He got reserve grand champion. But, um, man, he's the, the, the thing he battled with the most was the brisket. He's like, I just can't get the smoke on the brisket. He was good on the ribs and, you know, chicken and everything else. And the, but he finally figured it out But because he started practicing all the time, using it. He got away from that offset. I mean, is there a – happy transition between the two can you can the boat can they both live together i mean can you do offset and the drum at the same time i mean you can but you got to perfect yeah, I one, mean, right and i think too like smoke as well you know uh like i don't really cook with a lot of wood on my drums and i i cook on race crew drums as well so uh you know i got my drums from jason as well uh, you do you know i think in competitions right there are certain things that maybe you want to accomplish and you've got to kind of fix things at different times. You know, you want, if you hear people talking about finishing and finishing, uh, you know, if you're, if you're, if your barbecue, you feel like it's too sweet, you can add a little salt to offset the sweetness. You know, uh, if you feel like it's too salty, you can add sweet to offset the saltness. You know, if you feel like you need smoke, one of the things that, you know, you can do is when you glaze your brisket, if you're glazing, most people in competitions are glazing. You can take a handful of wood chips, you know, little wood chips or even pellets and throw it on your fire and it'll create a lot of smoke and smoke will stick to sauce. You know, smoke will attach itself to sauce. So even in, you know, when I finish my chicken thighs, if I want to add a little smoke, I'll throw a handful of, uh, of wood chips or, you know, wood shreds, something to to burn and uh, get a little smoke and then that smoke will stick to the sauce. So it's just little, little things like that to be able to add, or, you know, if you need to add, like I said, smoke to something, usually smoke will stick to sauce pretty good. And you can kind of, uh, you know, add a little bit to it on a drum because a drum doesn't give you that same offset flavor that you get, you know? Um, So, but you know, it's like everything else. I wish I had an offset, uh, but Equally, I enjoy driving down the road with four drums and I'm not carrying a big thousand pound offset and having to deal with, you know, axles breaking or tires or whatever, especially when I'm driving to Mississippi, right. you know, it's a lightweight setup to take on the road. Yeah. Not, so. not to mention you probably get a few extra Z's, uh, in, uh, because oh, you yeah, don't have to sure. light up an offset way, way early in the morning. For sure. You know, I mean, and the thing about an offset though, you know, you're, you're really just managing one fire. You know, if you're cooking all your meats on, say, a jambo or something, you've got one fire to manage where a drum, you're kind of, you know, you got to watch if you're dealing with four drums, making sure they're all, you know, singing to the same sheet of music as far as your temps go. You know, you kind of take your eye off one of them, and most of them run pretty good, but they can still, you can turn around and go, oh, hang on a second. Why is that drum at 200, you know? Right. 
So, yeah. or why is it at three fifty? You yeah. know, no, so. I and definitely don't leave that o- that lid open for more than like a, <laughs> right. a minute or two yeah. because yeah, exactly. We, we we've <laughs> we've had experiences. Uh, we we made a homemade drum, and we, we've had experiences. And I say we, I use that as loose lid term. It's me. I'm the one that <laughs> right. messed up. Uh, so I was cooking a brisket. And it, Head in the the front driveway, and I was like, "Okay, well, I, I checked out the brisket. The brisket is good to go. I just uh, I need to get some foil, and the foil was inside. Uh, so I, I I ran inside real quick. My plan was just like run in real quick, get the foil, and to come back out, wrap it. We're good. Well, I went in, I got the foil, and then as I'm walking out, I'm like, I actually got to go to the bathroom real quick. Let me go take a, right. p- a piss." And so I go in there, and I have a, a, a thermal works like hanging around my uh, lanyard, hanging around my neck, and all of a sudden it starts beeping, and like beep beep <laughs> beep beep, and, I, and I'm looking at it, and I, I look at the temperature, and it just says R. <laughs> I'm like, that's not good. I don't know what that is, but that's not good. So I come out here, and sure as shit, there's like a flame just shooting out of this barrel. I'm like, and the brisket's still on, and I'm like, oh my goodness. And so I, I, the only thing I could do is just throw that lid back on it smother, and try to yeah. try to smother it as much as I could. And I pulled sure. it off. Uh, thank God I put it like fat side down. Mm-hmm. Right. It chewed through a lot of that fat. <laughs> I, I'm oh, not gonna yeah, lie. For sure. Uh, so I end up like I end up salvaging it a little bit. So I end up like taking the uh, little um, slicing knife and just like basically cutting that fat cap off. Mm-hmm. Right. From what I could, and then wrapped it in. Uh, and then put it back on and everything turned out good but it melted the wire the probe the wire oh. probe uh to that right. uh, thermal works it, it was gone i was like wow okay so note to self do not leave that more than like it was probably three minutes like mm-hmm. i was gone like three minutes and it, that's how quick it just erupted oh i've seen people like buy brand new gateway drums and leave the lid off and just completely destroy their whole paint job you know oh. on a brand new drum so oh. I've seen it on social media, you know, uh, where it's just completely melted and, you know, their paint jobs completely trashed. Yeah. So while we're so talking about, high. while we're talking about like kind of like fails and type, uh, type of stuff, I don't know if John like preempted you and asked you if you had a barbecue fail that you can mention to us. Uh, we, we do this little segment on the podcast where uh, we mention the barbecue fails because, uh, let's be honest. We're we're not all perfect, and we all learn from everybody's mistakes. So, uh, anything that you comes to mind that you can possibly share with us? Yeah, I mean, I've had a bunch of different fails. You know, one of my first contests, uh, I think it was my my very first contest. Um, I was out at Diamonds and Dollars, which is Rayford Road and Forty Five, and I got my chickens, and I was cooking on a Pits and Smith Pits and Spits offset. Uh, it was our company pit. And for whatever reason, I don't know why, uh, I put my chickens on at like seven in the morning and, you know, I wanted to finish early or whatever. (laughs) And I was stoking that fire and I have no idea how it happened to this day. I don't, but in like an hour, hour and a half, my chickens were like, I mean, they were like black (laughs) and that pit hadn't been used a lot at our office. So I don't know what it was but they were completely charred and uh, 
I end up pulling off and one of the teams like, man, if I were you, I would go buy new chickens. <laughs> <laughs> you got time. Let's go. <laughs> it's like, and you got plenty of time. It's only eight o'clock in the morning. You know, your chickens are, they look horrible. Uh, and I did, I went down to HEB and bought new chickens and, I think he ended up telling the organizer, and they're like, you're not allowed to do that. That's illegal, you know? And he's like, it's his first contest, you know? Give him a break. And uh, I did get final table chicken, like 17th or something, you know? I didn't get a call on brisket or ribs or final table, either one of them. But but the new chickens, I I did have a drum there. I put the new chickens that I bought on the drum and cooked them on the drum instead of that offset. Uh, But uh, as I had the brisket on on the drum, and I was just using that pit for for ribs and for uh, for chicken, but man, it it just melted those chicken. Man, they were horrible. Wow. So, <laughs> but I mean, even this weekend, you know, I was cooking my ribs this weekend, and I forgot I had been cooking. You know, I moved, I sold our house in the spring, and I moved out to Magnolia. So the last four weeks, we've been moving and doing boxes and everything. So I hadn't cooked, and I went out there and I forgot to put in. I forgot to put liquid in my rib wrap usually i add some liquid to my rib wrap mm. and um you know about an hour into it i checked my ribs and i'm man there's there's like no liquid inside here i'm about to char these ribs to death and i was like shoot and again i ended up getting second place ribs <laughs> so it, it just goes to show you sometimes some of these fails you know uh, uh you, know, you never know what's gonna happen once it hits that judging room yeah i mean yeah fails turn into victories i mean that that's freaking fantastic Hey, Bill. Hey, thank you for coming on the podcast. We, we do really appreciate you joining us, and we, we do love the stories and, and uh, the, the, the education that uh, you, the, you were able to, the knowledge that you were able to share with us. Mm-hmm. Um, can, can you let the people know where they can get a hold of you, where they can get a hold of this uh, Texas rib grind? Yep. So I've got basically Facebook, Instagram, all the all the platforms is chicken fried bbq so facebook and instagram is probably the easiest you know uh, i also have a website which is www.chickenfriedbbq.com as well so uh any one of those three it's pretty easy and facebook is bill purvis so uh, i'm friends with most of the barbecue community on facebook as well you know under my own name so okay i like we're we're definitely going to be rooting for you. I, I know you said you got a couple of uh, cookoffs coming up, uh, a little bit to the uh, what uh, east of us, and then it's straight. I'll be on. in Alvin in three weeks. Alvin Music Fest, which oh. is down there by oh, you. Yeah. What well, we we so. may just slide in there, uh, go check you out. <laughs> Yeah. So, have y'all are y'all cooking Alvin Music Festival? Or no? We we are not cooking. Uh, we may just slide out there and uh, just uh, give a shout out to you guys. It's supposed to be a pretty big, I mean, over 100 teams. I mean, it's supposed to be a pretty serious contest out there. So we, We've done uh, it over the last, like, uh, well, uh, minus the whole COVID. Yeah, pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. Okay. We, we've been okay. out at Alvin for the last, like, five, six, seven, eight years. So it, it's it's a pretty big cook-off and uh, a, lot of, a lot of good competition out there. And they ha- usually have a nice musical lineup as well. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I'm excited. So, um yeah, I'll be down there cooking. Uh, somebody paid my entry and paid my spot, so I said, "Sure, I'll cook it." Yeah, so, definitely, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. All right, so, hey, hey guys, well, cool. We'll stop by if you guys are down. It'd be nice to to meet you face to face and shake your hands for yeah, sure. We'll do. We'll do one hundred percent. And uh, grabbing the brisket listeners, hey, go, go check out Bill Purvis's Facebook page, his uh, Instagram, his 
YouTube. Go check out the chicken fried rib grind. Uh, the, there we go. And give it a try. I, we've already tried it. I mean, it's already tried, true, and tested with us. And a lot of competition barbecue are using it, and they're not telling people about it. But we're telling everybody. <laughs> we're telling everybody. The secret's out. So The hey, secret is out. <laughs> appreciate it, Bill. We wish you the best, bud. Thank you, man. Appreciate yeah. it, guys. All right. Have All a good one. Best. Take care. And all right, there you go. Bill Purvis with Chicken Fried Barbecue. God, we'd never asked him about his name. Shit. Oh, where, yeah. Where did he How did he get the name? The, uh, I, I don't know. Chicken Fried Barbecue, that just kind of sounds Southern to me. Maybe just chicken going for fried. that. I, I'm thinking of Zach Brown, Chicken Fried. Yeah. yeah that maybe. song. You know chicken I fried love barbecue. Chicken Fried. Exactly. <laughs> Cold beer on a Friday night. And now oh, we just got demonetized. Thanks, guys. Just it's only right. like half a second there. Sorry, oh, Zach. <laughs> you put out trash music over the last couple of years. We're not going to say that. Um before we close it out, Alden, where can the people get a hold of us? Dude, they can find us everywhere, man. TikTok now. You know, I'm learning about TikTok. It's fucking great. But if they want to learn, if they want to find us, man, if they want to respond, if they want to give us questions or ask questions, give us some responses to questions that may be out there. You can hit us on Twitter. It is grab the brisket or at grab the brisket, sorry. Uh, Facebook and Instagram are both one and the same, right? Mm-hmm. At grab them in the brisket. And you can email us, man. Gmail, it's uh, grabbingthebrisket at gmail.com. We will answer those. We'll read through them. You know, some of them will be like, ah, damn, why they ask these hard questions? Right. But we'll answer them. Truthfully, honestly, uh, if you want some shirts, we got some swag, man. Tell us where the swag We'd shop's at, man. Go to grabbingthebrisket.com. That, right. That'll take you where, where where the swag shop is. Hey, we definitely, if you if you grab a shirt, we definitely appreciate the support. Buy me one. I would love that. Buy Alden one. Yes. We definitely appreciate uh, the support. I'm a uh, extra small. <laughs> Actually, I think I've graduated to a small. Yeah. Oh, you might be medium now. Look at this bad boy. <laughs> you might be medium now. Okay. Damn <laughs> yeah. And drop us the barbecue wins. Drop us a barbecue fail. If we put it on the show, then we're going to feature it, and then we're going to give you a we bottle of you a, Suckle Buster's Rub. I was going to say... And we're jamming him Suckle Buster, Suckle Buster. Everybody loves Suckle Buster. Trademark. Trademark. Obviously, it's been great talking barbecue with you guys. Thank you, everybody. We've been great. Dang it, Bobby. Just grab the brisket. Or we would like to give a special thanks to Fogo Premium Hardwood Lump Charcoal, Bonner's Fiesta Spices, Cooley Nation Custom Koozies, Cambro Manufacturing, Yeti Cooler, the Smoke Sheep Barbecue Newsletter, and Texas Brew Hopper. We appreciate their support. Y'all guys go check them out.